Hello listeners. Welcome to mini lectures in otorhinolaryngology by Dr. Yashpreet JK. In today's episode, I will be talking about intracranial or extratemporal complications of acute or chronic otitis media. This is in continuation with the previous episode on intratemporal complications of CSOM. The intracranial complications of otitis media are extradural abscess, subdural abscess, meningitis, sigmoid sinus thrombophlebitis, brain abscess and otitic hydrocephalus. Extradural abscess is the abscess formed in the extradural space that is between the dura and the skull base. Clinical features are similar to mastoid abscess but they are more marked. <clears throat> there is deep seated oral pain which is specially which specially develops in a patient with CSOM who is otherwise asymptomatic but there is sudden development of severe deep seated pain along with profuse ear discharge which is indicative of extradural abscess the treatment of extradural abscess is canal wall down mastoidectomy in case of chronic otitis media or canal wall up mastoidectomy in case of acute otitis media along with mastoidectomy drainage of abscess either through intracranial approach or through the mastoidectomy approach can be done broad spectrum intravenous antibiotics has to be added also a drain pus has to be sent for conscious sensitivity and further antibiotics can be given as per this report subdural abscess is the other complication where collection of pus is seen in the space between the dura mater and arachnoid membrane subdural abscess in otitis media can occur through three different routes one is either through thrombophlebitis that is infection from thrombophlebitis that is venous thrombosis leads to infection into the subdural space or sometimes there is direct erosion of the tegmen and then erosion of dura mater so that abscess forms in the subdural space and sometimes the preformed brain abscess which is the other complication of otitis media that can rupture into the subdural space to form a subdural abscess once the abscess is in the subdural space it behaves like an expanding mass lesion there is no characteristic features as such but the headache is very severe there is fever malaise with focal neurological deficits drowsiness may quickly proceed to coma treatment is drainage of the subdural space through burr holes or by craniotomy and the source of the disease that is otitis media if it is acute then a canal wall up mastoidectomy has to be done and if it is a chronic otitis media leading to subdural abscess then a modified radical or radical mastoidectomy has to be done the third complication is the meningitis meningitis is spread of infection 
through tegmen plates to meninges or it can spread through hematological route it may be localized or generalized there is severe headache projectile vomiting and high grade fever there is neck stiffness which is elicited by positive kernick sign in kernick sign we make the patient lie down supine flex his knee to 90 degree and then flex his hip to 90 degrees and then we try to extend the knee slowly so during the extension of the knee there will be severe pain which patient will feel and also there will be limitation of complete extension the other sign is the brudzinski sign in brudzinski sign again patient is made to lie down supine his neck is flexed at the time the neck is flexed because of irritative meningitis the knee and the hip also gets flexed automatically which is said to be positive brudzinski's sign further the patient becomes drowsy there will be delirium and finally may progress to coma treatment is broad spectrum intravenous antibiotics which can penetrate the blood brain barrier depending on the source of the disease if it is a chronic otitis media then a canal wall down mastectomy has to be done if it is acute otitis media then a meringotomy along with canal wall up mastectomy has to be planned as soon as possible the next complication is sigmoid sinus thrombophlebitis now infection reached by erosion of the sinus plate or by retrograde venous thrombophlebitis into the sigmoid sinus clinical features are hectic temperature which is classically called as picket fence fever where there is high rise and fall of fever and then a short afebrile period so such episode of high rise and a fall and then a short afebrile period goes on for 2 to 3 times in a day hence if you mark this in a graph it looks like a picket fence that is why the name picket fence though this kind of fevers are seen in patients who are untreated in the current era where the medicines are easily available patient already is taking antipyretics before he comes to you so this kind of a fever pattern may not be seen the other features are of raised intracranial tension there will be mastoiditis and mastoid emissary vein may become inflamed and present as a swelling that is edematous swelling behind that is in the postoral region which is called as grissinger's sign there will be tenderness along the jugular vein in the neck patient might have torticollis and finally can go into septicemia as well diagnosis clinically if the patient is not on antipyretics then hectic temperature like a picket fence may be seen blood cultures may be positive if there is septicemia radiological examination is the treatment of choice is the investigation of choice 
where CT scans and MRIs show erosion of the mastoid and sinus plate along with the classical delta sign which is a triangular area with rim of enhancement and central low density seen in the posterior cranial fossa sections fundus may reveal papilledema csf pressure may be elevated two important tests what can be done in a clinical setting is tobe ayers test and crobex test tobe ayers test or quicken stets test is the measurement of csf which is recorded by a manometer so once manometer is connected the jugular veins are manually compressed at the neck the side with thrombosis fails to produce any increase in the pressure in comparison to the healthy side where there will be increase in the pressure in the manometer reading thus diagnosing the thrombosed side in crobex test pressure on the jugular vein on healthy side produces engorgement of the retinal vessels which is seen through a ophthalmoscope the side with thrombosis fail to show any engorgement of the retinal vessels when seen through ophthalmoscope so these are the two clinical tests which are used to diagnose sigmoid sinus thrombosis as a part of treatment broad spectrum antibiotics canal wall down mastoidectomy with exposure of the sinus to remove the clots if necessary drainage of pus if it is present around the sigmoid sinus the treatment can also be complemented with anticoagulant therapy like heparin or low molecular weight heparin earlier ligation of internal jugular vein was also done but not done these days now coming to the next abs complication that is brain abscess abscess form in the temporal lobe or cerebellum as a autogenic complication features are of raised intracranial tension due to presence of space occupying lesion clinical features of brain abscess are there is slow cerebration loss of orientation slowing of pulse subnormal temperature headache nausea and projectile vomiting neck rigidity also may be noticed delirium is often present and if untreated or undiagnosed this is a life threatening complication so if the abscess is localized to the temporal lobe then patient will have convulsions nominal aphasia homonymous hemianopia and hallucinations also contralateral motor paralysis may be noticed if abscess is localized to cerebellar area that is cerebellar abscess then we can have ipsilateral hypotonia and weakness ipsilateral ataxia dysdiadochokinesis past pointing and intention tremors to diagnose brain abscess fundoscopy along with ct 
and MRI of the brain. Total WBC count will be raised. CSF pressure will also be raised. The other investigation, if available, which can be done are angiography, ventriculography and electroencephalograms. Treatment is again broad spectrum IV antibiotics with good blood brain barrier penetration. Burr hole are done to drain the abscess or sometimes the excision of the complete abscess can be done. Finally, the source of this abscess that is chronic otitis media has to be treated with the canal wall down mastodectomy. The last of the complication is otitic hydrocephalus which is a rare condition caused by thrombosis of larger sigmoid sinus in the body, raised intracranial tension, papilledema and 6 nerve paralysis is seen. Pathophysiology is retrograde thrombophlebitis from sigmoid sinus to superior sagittal sinus with blockage of arachnoid villi and finally there is either decreased absorption or increased secretion of CSF and features of raised CSF pressures develop. As a part of treatment, repeated lumbar puncture, subtemporal decompression and shunt operations are done to reduce the CSF pressure. Finally, the source of the infection or source of this complication has to be treated with the canal wall down mastodectomy. That's about all the intracranial complications. Intracranial complications are very rare with the current antibiotic era. But due to COVID-19 and lockdowns, delay in access to the healthcare has again given rise to intracranial complications which were not seen otherwise in the recent years. So thank you everyone. Happy listening and happy learning. Bye-bye.